everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Riddle. I'm here with Laura Heck. We are at Space Force. We are in Colorado where we are uh, training trainers to learn how to deliver the seven principles for making marriage work uh, workshop. The very same one that Laura and I have coming up in May. There's still time to register for that. We would love to have you. You can go to marriagetherapyradio.com to get details and to register. There's also still time to jump on board with 30 Soft. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, um, it is easily the most popular thing we've ever done in terms of listener feedback. And uh, we'd love to have you jump on board with 30 Soft, even though we don't know what it is yet. Speaking of listener feedback, that's what we're doing today. We are just uh, answering your questions, talking a little bit about um, our experiences and what it's like maybe to record together. We do not have our regular mics. So we uh, will sound a little bit sketchy. We're sitting around in a hotel lobby on the Space Force base. And um, you'll get to hear about this new gift that I gave to Laura, which is very exciting in general. And as always, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. You guys, thank you for hanging out with us on Marriage Therapy Radio. We are so tired. Um, This is a very special episode where we are not using our normal microphones because we are on the road. We wanted to talk to you live from Space Force Space. (laughs) um, They almost didn't let us in. That is that is true. Yep. We got there and they were like, what's up? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. They're like, give us your IDs. And we handed them over and they're like, that's all you got? <laughs> they're like, wait, you don't have Department of Defense IDs? Yeah. And yeah. they didn't mess around, but we made it safe and sound. We got some yummy dinner. We got to go to Hibachi. That was pretty cool. That was so special. By the way, you guys, I learned so much about Zach when we travel together. Here is one interesting thing that not very many people know about Zach. Is that I don't know he, what this is. This is that you like to say yes as often as possible. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, pretty special in that I, <laughs> I think special, you might you're have, using special in quotes. Yeah, it's pretty special. But you might have also learned something about me, Zach, which is that I am incredibly food focused. So yeah. we were at the airport. Uh, I'm not even clear on whether or not we had had we officially like arrived at the airport? No, we hadn't even landed yet. And you were already like scoping out, like what are the, what are the options near the base that we can eat? Yeah. I was really concerned about our food situation. Um, we're going to be here at space force and for, I don't know, maybe three meals, like a dinner and a breakfast and a lunch. That's about it. Yeah. And, uh, so I had been, I'm, I was like in three or four hours, I'm going to be having dinner and I need to know what that dinner is going to be. So I started searching and I was like, do you like pho? Some people may pronounce it pho, P-H-O, uh, basically Vietnamese. It's pho. Even I know it's pho. It's pho, but a lot of people yeah. pronounce it pho. Um, and, uh, you were like, sure, I'll, I'll eat pho. And I was like, uh, okay, great. Like decision made. I was like getting ready for it. And then I was like, Ooh, Indian sounds so good. Do you like Indian? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and so it turns out Zach doesn't like either, but your response to me was I can eat off of any menu. I will always find something that I can eat. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned. And then we got to the place where all the restaurants were and I was like, Oh, look, Kabachi, let's go there. Uh-huh. And so I think what we learned is that we are both quite agreeable with each other, which is such a good segue in just a kind of like a principle that we tend to teach, which is being agreeable, like having a, an attitude of just responding to your partner or your business partner with yes as often as possible. So like 
You knew that food was important to me and I wanted pho or I wanted Indian. And you were just like, whatever. Sure. Let's do that. That sounds good to me. You know, you accidentally said that actually, um, I think is really interesting is I was thinking about this listener question because we're going to do listener questions today because we, our brains are barely, (laughs) barely working. It's late. We (laughs) had hibachi. I might have had a giant beer. Uh, Zach was my driver. And you might have had a sake bomb. It was, well, he shot the sake into my mouth with a squirt bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And then I made a really, uh, if you remember the gesture, it was like a really inappropriate gesture while he was shooting it into my mouth. So, and then they almost didn't let us on the base (laughs) and we had to call the chaplain to come Uh get us. And Uh Laura was like sitting on her hand so that she didn't say anything that she wasn't supposed to say. And then, um, but that's why we're here, by the way, we're here at the, at the space force base to teach the seven principles leader program to chaplains. Yes. Um, which I'm excited about all around the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it was all military. Like it was air force army. Um, it was all the different branches and also a bunch of different denominations, which was really interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's cool to look at the list and see kind of who we're dealing with, but it's, it's the, it's us teaching people how to do the workshop that we do, which if you haven't signed up for it yet, now is a good time to do that because it's in like two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. So it's on May, January, February, March, April, May. (laughs) Brains, no fire. We'll see if we can get any of these chaplains. May 12th and 13th. We'll see if we can get any of these chaplains to come be with us in in our our workshop. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. That would be neat. But anyway, what I was saying is you're saying something that I was accidentally thinking about because we have this question that came in from this lady. And to your point about being agreeable, well, I don't know. Let's just read it. Let's read it. Uh, You have it? I don't have it. I have it. Oh, that would be really helpful. <laughs> you guys, we're like, we're like, um, I'm in my hotel room and Laura's like 10 rooms down the hall. Uh-huh. We can't even be in the same room because we don't have to work our software. <laughs> um. Okay. By the way, like we haven't done listener questions in a while. And if you sent us a listener question, it has been accidentally deleted. Um, I went through and I got real wild and started deleting on my phone in the process of just Oh, this like, is another fun story you told me on the plane. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this I is was, cool. We were was, trying to look for we were trying to look for emails that I sent you and uh-huh. you sent me and you're like, mm, I deleted them all. I yeah, it's not that I I deleted listener questions. I deleted literally every single email that has ever been sent to me. And I didn't know I was doing it. And then after I was deleting them, I was like, oh, I'm gonna clear out my trash. So even like there was a process for me of I deleted every single email that I had saved, like tax documents that were saved in certain folders, like (laughs) lovely pictures from previous vacations. Everything was gone. So just imagine starting over with a brand new email account, like baby email account. That's what I have now. Whoopsies. But you have one Um, listener question that came in. By the way, how's it going with your taxes? I don't want to talk about it. Aren't you guys like not super on top of your taxes all the time? We pay taxes, but we have not completed. Like we have deferred or we've whatever it is where we're just kind of kicking the can down the road. Um, I think we are up to 2018. So we're only five years behind right now. That's so amazing. How do you do that? I have no idea. Uh, We are really special human beings. It's actually a point of tension in our relationship. 
because for whatever reason, this is Ryan's lane. Um, he's just more mm-hmm. of the finance guy and he is deeply, uh, he's a procrastinator, especially with stuff that he doesn't want to do. There's a theme about Ryan lately that sometimes things in his lanes don't, don't get taken care of like the boxes in the garage and the right. taxes. But I do right. want to, I do want to give him and you some kudos because Laura stalks her family through the ring video camera uh, on her uh-huh. in front of her house. And um, so like if their kids are like, hanging around and so Holden was just like in the driveway, just yeah. goofing off playing with his bike and you were just watching him. And the first thing you said was not, my kid is so cute or look at him and his bike. You said, Ryan is such a good dad. Oh, he, he is like the best dad. Look at, yeah. he's like, he's getting, so maybe he doesn't take care of some of the lane stuff that is on the list, but, but he's he, you definitely are present. That is your pro, your pro dad, pro, pro Ryan overall. There's been, okay, we will get to this listener question, but I wanted to let you <laughs> maybe. know, there has been a lot of talk where I have been like talking about Ryan to other people. And I have noticed that there has been um, kind of a trend around like the mommy group situation where it kind of Mm. becomes a bit of a bitch fest. And I know that there's listeners that are probably like, yes, I totally get that because you get around other women and you want to feel validated and you want them to empathize and you want to kind of unload, right? Have like a stress reducing conversation with your girlfriends. And a lot of time that Mm -hmm. stress is the complaining and the bitching and the moaning about how your partner isn't showing up. And I have to tell you, like, I'm aware that that can occur. It has been so different with my girlfriends lately where all we can do and we kind of are holding each other accountable. We have flipped it. It is let's one up each other in just telling each other Mm, all the amazing things about our husbands. And it just shifts and changes the way that we lift each other up. We are honoring our marriages. We and I think it just puts me in such a better mood when I walk away from a conversation and go, I am so glad that my girlfriends are partnered and they're grateful and they just have incredible men in their lives. So that's been kind of an interesting theme that's been happening. And I've been really trying hard, trying hard to like lift Ryan up with my words and be encouraging to other people, like gossiping about my husband in the most amazing ways. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. We, we, we can get to the list of question, but you know what we have to get to first? Uh, what? I don't know. What? Your song, your song, my song. What's my song? Yeah. What do you mean, what's your song? It's time for a commercial. Oh my gosh. Hey gang, are you looking for a gift that's unique and meaningful and might surprise the crap out of somebody? With Songfinch, you can create a personalized song that's radio quality and packed with details about your life. I made one for Laura. She had no idea. Results gonna come when you put in that work. Hey, you been putting in work. I said, Laura. Oh my God. That's my name. That's my name. And we raised the train. Oh my gosh. This is ridiculous. This is a full on song. Three best friends. Three best friends. That's my motto. I got you song and I, I wanted to say song. happy congratulations on your training for your Iron Man. Thank you. And nice job on your two hour 
half marathon, less than two hours. That's, that's badass. Yeah. I think that that finally makes me like an official runner. It, I have yeah, been chasing that goal for a long time. And it's interesting because it came without even trying. I know that sounds silly, but like I, I did not go into mm, this race. No, you've been putting in work. I've been putting in the work. <laughs> my goals are in, making to give them a Giving funeral. A funeral. I sh- I sh- your goals, giving them a funeral. <laughs> It was really fun. And Songfinch itself was really cool to work with. Like they were super responsive and really thorough and they had a ton of options. So tell me about this process. Like how, what is the process if you want to have a song written for somebody? Yeah, you just log, you just, you know, you enter the, you go to songfinch.com or whatever mm-hmm. and you enter the thing and it starts asking you all these questions. Like what kind of song do you want? And then they had rock, rap, folk, country, like Ooh. pop. Like you could have like a little cerebral sound if you wanted to. Um, yeah, I was thinking about getting you a song that you would listen to in the morning, uh-huh. like in like the regular flow of your morning music. Yeah. But then I was like, no. I'm going to get something I'm going to uh, put in my head, my like, yeah, I want you to be like, da, da, da. I wanted it to be an anthem. And I told him, I said, I want an anthem. I want her to feel like she can like, like pop her head yeah. to it. And so he, he nailed it. He nailed it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to stick this so. in my head buds. I'm going to listen to it while I'm swimming free stroke. Yeah. I, I cannot believe how many pieces <laughs> of me you got into the song. Yeah. That is very cool. This is, I'm kind of speechless to be perfectly honest. Songfinch artists are the best in the business with 30,000 five-star reviews and appearances on hit shows like Songland and The Voice. So you know your song's in good hands and you're definitely gonna love it. The cost for a personalized song is $199. And let me tell you, it was worth every penny just to see the look on Laura's face when I played it for her. But Songfinch has given us an exclusive code for $20 off your custom song if you use it before May 14th, which is Mother's Day. You can use the code MTR to get $20 off a custom song. Don't miss out on the chance to give someone, your partner, or especially maybe your mom, the gift of a custom song. Maybe they'll even write a number one hit in the process. Go to songfinch.com and use code MTR at checkout. All right, so you got your song last week, and mm-hmm. what do you, what, tell, tell me about it. Tell me how much did you love your song? Well, not only do I love my song and that I'm finding ways to just share it with people, I actually shared it to my running group. And the best part was pulling open the app and showing them the lyrics, because as you're listening to it, you're not really sure what you're listening to until it goes, Laura, Laura. And they're like, oh, that's a coincidence. I was like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. And then when it talks about like smidge and my husband and Holden or Hootie, Hootie, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, wait a second. I'm so confused. And they (laughs) thought that we had paid someone to make this song. Um, like for the, for the podcast, which I guess we, we, yeah, it's not like a a theme song, but we could get a theme song. Could we not? We totally could. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to put this one on Spotify though, so that we can, um, share it with our, so people can listen to it. Yeah. The world can listen to it. Um, so we'll, we'll let you know how to do that. Yeah. But do you know who keeps listening to it? Becky, my training partner. Becky. So if for those Becky's of you become are, a little bit of a character on the podcast, yeah. She has I stole Becky's car. Yes. If you have listened, Becky is a training partner of mine and Zach accidentally stole her car and left her stranded. <laughs> weird, okay. weird situation. Okay. What's okay. your question? All right, goodness. Let's try and be helpful. All right, here we go. We gotta focus. This lady just started listening to the podcast from the beginning. She's on episode 15. By the way, if you're going to listen to Marriage Therapy Radio, do you think you should start at the beginning? I think you should start at the end and work backwards. Mm -mm. I don't know. They're not really chronological, but... Well, 
I think you should keep up with the day-to-day because if you start at the beginning, you're going to be hearing about things that happened six years ago. Um, I know. It's crazy. All right. Anyway, yeah. hold on. Um, so we get this email from a lady who is having issues with her mother-in-law. She says, I'm looking for lots of things, but mostly advice about mother-in-law. I know that's probably as interesting as mud. I don't know. I think it, I, I think it's pretty interesting. I like in-law scenario. And I love talking about my mother-in-law. Um, but I'm working on finding a balance between being assertive and setting boundaries, but also letting go of things that annoy me. If, if you guys have cracked that code, I'm interested. Working on finding balance between being assertive and setting boundaries, but also letting go of things that annoy me. Uh-huh. I want to help my... I want help from my husband in communicating with my mother-in-law, but many of the things that she does that annoy me do not annoy him. Mm-hmm. Here's my biggest example. When my mother-in-law visits, she often ends up in the kid's bedroom picking out clothes for them to wear, three-year-old, six-year-old, and bigger kids if packing for a trip. Often, I have found that she puts clean clothes in the dirty clothes hamper. She either tells the kids that the clothes are dirty or says, well, let's just wash them again. Hmm. This is my chore or the kid's chore. And she mm. cannot just go down to the basement herself and wash them because she has physical issues. Okay. That makes me very frustrated and offended, but doesn't irk my husband at all. I want to be better about accepting her in other areas, even if it's not how I would do it. I know that she's being helpful and having my in-laws visit frees my husband up to do places and go, okay, I know that she's being helpful mm-hmm. and having my in-laws visit frees my husband and I up to go places and do things alone. I value that. It's very hard to control my annoyance in the moment. <laughs> How can I decide what my limits are? What is my husband's obligation in this conflict? How can I keep my cool? I tried to make a plan, but it spirals out of control. And once one thing annoys me, everything annoys me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you got, I got you. Okay. I, I kind of want to break this into a couple of pieces because like she's talking about, this is really interesting. One is creating boundaries um, and being assertive, I believe is what she, how she put it wants to be able to mm-hmm. create boundaries and be assertive, but also wants to gain some tolerance. Both of those mm-hmm. are amazing skills. And I'm glad that she's aware, like, how do I do this? This seems like it'd be really important. So there's two major pieces. Another major piece. So basically is, she's asking the right questions. Yes. A hundred percent. That's good. Okay. Another quite or thing that she's talking about is, Uh, This bothers me, but it doesn't bother my husband and I want him involved. Mm -hmm. So she's saying, I want him involved in being able to communicate to his mom. Uh, I have some things to say about that, right? Because I think it is really curious or interesting to identify whose responsibility is it to communicate your preferences, your likes or whatever it might be to a mother-in-law, someone that's not your own mom. Is it his responsibility? Um, I actually just had a client recently where we had this conversation um, and she, she broke down and she said, I am so stressed out because I am in the middle. I am constantly in the middle of the relationship between my husband and my parents. And that was an entire session of how can we get you out of the middle? And I am a hundred percent a believer that the husband or this woman needs to have her own relationship with the mother-in-law and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be something that is his responsibility. She can ask for support, which I think is really important that you are a unified front when you are working with children, mother and father-in-law, 
parents, teachers, whatever it might be, having that unified front is important, but not having him be the go through the go between that is, I think that is just a, an awful, awful expectation. Okay. What do you um, think? I'm into it. The other, I think um, what's striking to me about this is thinking about this workshop that we're doing tomorrow. We always use the exact same example. I've seen you teach this before. Mm-hmm. And the example is something about the mother-in-law. I don't like it when your mother-in-law criticizes right. me or your mom criticizes yeah, me. Or yeah, I always yeah. feel upset. And so we try to teach people like, how should you talk to the mother-in-law? Right. So we'll say something like, I feel about what and I need. And yeah. it's usually something like, I feel upset when you don't have my back and I need you to mm. you know, protect me from mom. But then the way we often turn it over is to say, what's the exact opposite? I feel so connected to you when you protect our family boundaries and I just need to know how much I appreciate it when yes. you have my back in front of your mom. Yeah. So I think, you know, to this gal who has written, there's, there's an angle that she can take, which is always about how do I solve this problem? Mm. Meaning how do I correct this error or deal with this conflict? But the other angle is how do I praise what I, when I get what I do want, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's the mother-in-law, like, I love when you help. Mm-hmm. It's so, it makes me feel so good when you help and da, da, da. Yeah. And I need you to, you know, coordinate with me about things like laundry and dishes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like kind of elevating the positive as a sneaky way of reinforcing the behavior you want versus yeah. elevating the negative as right. a way to correct the behavior you don't want. Yeah. But it just occurs to me that we, like, we actually use this almost exact same example I, in I, we the workshop. We absolutely do. Yeah. So what are you recommending? I I guess I want to go back to the question that I had, which is, do you think it is the husband's responsibility to communicate and be the the speaker, if you will? No, I'm sorry. I totally missed that part. Like, no, I think you're right. I don't, I think, I think adults need to have relationships with adults. That's right. And like, if they're both adults, the the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law, they need to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, And it's because adding her need. Right. Like she, yeah. 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 Um, okay. But it, I do think it is important that she can ask for her husband's support. I'd really love to talk to your mom about, you know, the way that she handles laundry when she comes over to the house. And I'd love your support in backing me up when I'm expressing my need to your mom. And I have and when your- she comes to you to complain about, complain about it. Yes. You know, because I can't go downstairs. I've got an injury and mm-hmm. I can't go do the laundry. Mm-hmm. Then you would say, I get it, mom. But also like, then we need to eliminate the need to go downstairs for everybody. Mm-hmm. Kind of, that would be a way. Yeah. The other thing that I was going to say though, is this idea that you introduced at the top of the podcast about you can be agreeable or you can be whatever. Yeah. And I just think thinking like, you know, being in a long-term community relationship is in fact playing the long game. And I, I was, as I was reflecting on kind of this, e- this, this email, I was thinking about phrases that we've said a lot, like you can be right, or you can be married. Yeah. You can be correct, or you can be connected. Mm. I mean, I've got a guy who comes in every month or so, and he complains about parts of his family that don't even live in this state. He organizes a lot of his, his psyche around what his like brother and sister-in-law are going to think. Mm. And they, they see them like three times a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, were we talking about three times a year? Right. We're talking about like seven or eight days out of 365. Like, yeah. why don't you just like not care? <laughs> why don't you decide to just <sighs> give yourself a break and not worry about it? Because yeah. the anxiety that comes up from 
picking these battles yeah. is pretty significant and mm-hmm. maybe didn't, doesn't need to be. So one thing I might offer her, especially if her husband and mother-in-law aren't going to change, is that she find a measure of her own bliss. Maybe she turns it into a game where she says, I'm going to be the best clothes washer this planet has ever seen. <laughs> and, um, you know, for the yeah. three days that mom is here, you know, yeah. and just give herself a break because she can be correct or she can be connected. And if being correct means picking these fights with these people who just kind of don't get it, I don't know how that becomes helpful. Hmm. Well, I would say first and foremost, um, like what you just said is, uh, okay, first of all, it's not picking a fight. She can pick, she can choose in communicating to her mother-in-law in a way that is going to pick a fight if she becomes critical or she said, uh, if one thing bothers me, I just like it steamrolls, right? I get really pissed off and, and it's how can I communicate this? And I would say if knowing that about her self is that clearly she needs to be able to communicate this before it becomes a big pain in the butt before, because if she doesn't wait, she will be picking a fight. She will be critical. She will have a lot more energy around it. She'll emotionally flood faster. Um, I think she probably needs to be able to communicate to her mother-in-law. Hey, I just happened to notice this thing uh, that you do when you're over here. And I have a request. I'd really love it if, and to see if she can get her mother-in-law's buy-in. And she can just let her know, like, I'm just like really particularly overwhelmed. And I'm so grateful for you when you come over here. But this is one thing that is really hard for me is managing and keeping up with the laundry. And I'd really love your support. That would just be a really gentle way to communicate that. The other thing that I was thinking about, which is I want to be able to like tolerate her faults. Like, I don't want to kind of get a chip on the sh- on my shoulder about my mother-in-law. You want to tolerate mother-in-law's faults? Yeah. Okay. She wants to tolerate mother-in-law's faults is yeah. it might be really helpful to do kind of what I was talking about with my husband, which is find ways hmm. to mentally rehearse all the ways that you're super grateful for her. And maybe even like when she comes over, you take so much off of my plate. Do you have any idea how grateful I am hmm. for that? And just being able to verbalize that, mentally rehearse that can put her in a better state of mind of gratitude with her mother-in-law if she is finding that she's getting a little curmudgeon-y about it. Yeah, kind of like that thing that we also say in the workshop, which is this idea of you see what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're looking for it to upset you, you'll find it. And if you're looking for her to like bless you and change your life for good, you'll find that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. What Dude, was, I gotta go to bed. I'm so sorry. I, I, this, are you I'm just make it exhausted? You want me to be in the lobby at what time? Seven thirty. Uh, six forty-five. Six forty-five. Yeah, seven forty-five. No. Yes. Yes. Seven forty-five. Good lord. I know. Okay. I know. All right. So you're gonna probably you're gonna say you're gonna go to bed, but I know what you do is you like lay there and you, <laughs> you are watch up movie. until midnight, and I'm the one that's. I don't know, dude. I'm so tired. I'm so old. Plus, we changed the timeline. So I know. Anyway, um, all right. I'll see you in the morning, and uh, I'm glad you like your song, and also <laughs> um, sign up for our workshop. Yes. If you haven't done that yet. Can and I give, let me talk just for a second about the workshop because I, I am really pumped about it. So it's May 12th, which is a Friday evening from four to 7 PM yep. Pacific standard time. So this is af- like the end of your evening Friday. We're going to spend all 
uh, of our time together, just building up your emotional bank account. We are going to work on the friendship foundation. We're going to help you fall in love with your partner again or fall in like with your partner again. And then the following Saturday, we start again. Is it start at 8 a.m. or 9? I think it's. Yep. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good question. Um, We will start the following day on Saturday and we will go for the majority of the day. And we're going to just really focus a lot on the conflict management skills, as well as creating um, just kind of like a really purpose filled relationship. But yeah. So I maybe this lady, maybe this lady that wrote our email should come with her husband and, and we'll see if we can. That's uh, right. Set them up for all kinds of success. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Okay. So that's May 12th and 13th. Go to marriage therapy radio, um, com. on the right hand side. You'll see weekend intensives or weekly sessions. Click on that and you'll find the registration. That's it. You know, we literally did together today. We flew together. We landed a plane. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's land this plane. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Zach and Laura coming to you from Space Force in around Denver, Colorado. Um, I wanted to give you a little bit more detail about our May 12th and 13th workshop. Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We cover all seven of the principles for making marriage work. We covered, we teach it. Um, to military chaplains. They're using it worldwide. This entire program is being used by um, our armed forces. We have been teaching it to wounded warriors. We've been teaching it to therapists around the world. And we would love for you to be able to learn the seven principles with us and spend some time with us. Uh, The early bird registration rate ends on April 30th. So you want to make sure that you register very soon that early bird rate is 395 for the two of you and includes your materials that's a pretty good deal thanks so much for all of your time and attention making your relationship better today than it was yesterday seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.